Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Corinthians 10. How do you defend yourself and defend your reputation humbly? Doesn't that seem like an inherently awkward or difficult thing to do? To talk about yourself and and to uh, defend yourself from people saying bad things about you, to say good things about you, and to do that humbly? Well, that may be a spot where you find yourself at some point in life. And I don't think there's any better example for how to deal with that, uh, at least besides Jesus, than the Apostle Paul. And we're going to get more into that in 2 Corinthians, especially chapters 10 and 11. And you're going to notice that shift as we get into chapter 10 today. Now, we've set some of the stage for this. There was some difficulty with the Corinthian church. Now, as you see, it's not all difficult because there's some good things going on in the first nine chapters. But now in chapter 10, he's going to dig more clearly into these accusations from this group within the church. It does seem to be a minority that is being very critical of the Apostle Paul, and he is going to defend himself. And you will even get a sense as you read these chapters that it feels awkward for Paul. Uh, But what motivates him to defend himself, you, you will see very clearly, is not a love for himself. It's not anything territorial. It's not really even anything personal. What motivates him to defend himself is his care for their souls. And you're going to see some of that in chapter 10. And if I could sum up chapter 10, it's Paul really defending himself by saying his ministry is not done by human means and it's not done for human ends. So his ministry is not all about himself and how he goes about it. And the end goal of it is not all about himself. And let's see what we mean by that. And let's talk some about how that might apply to you. He says here in verse one, I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. So there, even how he's starting, he's making it clear. And we'll we'll see some things that he is going to go about this meekly and gently. There's an extent to which Paul would be in the clear to just say, how dare you? How dare you say these things about me? And how dare you believe these things about me? But he's saying, no, I'm going to entreat you with meekness and with gentleness. So even there, you, you start to see ways that's going to apply to you. It's not going to be some minority in a church criticizing your apostleship because you're not an apostle and you're, you're not Paul. But instead of just being so upset, being clear, but also meek and gentle. And he says, I who am humble when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I am away. I think clearly that is referring to something these critics of Paul are saying. Oh, yeah, he's humble when face to face, but oh, he's so bold when he's away. Probably referring even to this harsher letter that I like to call one and a half Corinthians that has been referenced here. And he says, I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some whom suspect us of walking according to the flesh. And now you do see he's getting a little more serious and stern because it's not just 
some people saying, well, I don't like Paul or I don't like his style. They are accusing him of impropriety. They are accusing him of walking according to the flesh. That's that's different. That's a new level. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So there Paul is talking about his ministry. It's not done by human means. His ministry isn't all about himself. Um, no, it's about waging war uh, against divine power and devoying, uh, destroying strongholds. So it's not really based on personality. He's destroying arguments. So you could say pastors, spiritual leaders are in the argument business, not having fights with other people, but we're making arguments. We as Christian leaders should be making arguments from the scriptures, and we are seeking in utilizing God's word to destroy the faulty arguments of the culture, of the world, of the devil, even of our flesh. And this reminds me of what we read back in 1 Corinthians, where Paul talks about, I proclaim nothing among you but Christ and Christ crucified, and how that's foolishness to the world. But we're destroying those arguments through the power of the gospel. That is the means by which we do our ministry. And then he also goes back into this more personal plea, even saying things like, verse 9, I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters. If my letter came across as harsh, my intention is not to frighten you. But they're they're twisting that against me, verse 10, for they say his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech is of no account. Oh, the Apostle Paul, he's all talk. You know, he writes these strong letters, but in person, he's not that impressive. And then he goes on to say, let such a person understand that what we say by letter when absent, we do when present. Paul defending his integrity. I'm the same person with you that I am away from you. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves to some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. So Paul here again, being pretty direct, these critics, they don't know what they're talking about. We're going to see even more. He gets concerned that they're trying to lead them astray from Christ. That's why he's so worked up. But then in verse 13, he says, but we will not boast beyond limits, but we will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not over extending ourselves as though we did not reach you, for we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. So maybe one of the things these critics are saying is, look at Paul, he clearly doesn't have time for you. You guys are outside of his area of influence. And Paul's saying, no, you're not outside of our area of influence because we were actually the first to come all the way to you with the gospel. You are in our area of influence. And you know what? We hope that our area of influence in you is enlarged and that we may go preach the gospel even in lands beyond you. But he's making it clear. The point is not to grow my brand. The point is not so I can put more notches in my ministry cap. No, verse 17, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. And that I think is the biggest key here. 
Paul, again, has a very clear sense of divine accountability. And we've seen that now in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. He knows at the end of the day, he's not going to stand before the Corinthians. He's going to stand before God. And we've talked about how part of that is comforting. It is freeing to know we don't need to worry endlessly about everybody's opinions. We just need to focus on pleasing God. God. And here is one of the parts where you see the comfort of that. Yes, there's challenge in that. We will stand before God. We want to make sure we are faithful in his eyes. We want to be hard workers and willing to sacrifice for his sake. But here again, you see, I think the comfort that comes uh, from knowing that he is accountable to God because he's not in it for himself. He's not in it for the accolades or the fame. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. That's what Paul cares about. Paul truly cares about the glory of God. And like the thought of accountability to God, truly caring about the glory of God is challenging because God is so glorious. There is so much to do to exalt God, but it is also freeing. I'm not in this for myself. I don't care if these people at the end of the day respect me. I care if they respect the glory of God. God. And so there's that freedom that he feels in this, that he will boast in the Lord. Ministry is a lot freer when we care less about ourselves and what people think about us. And so here's where you see some of the modern application. All of you should be seeking to serve God in some way or another. All of you have been gifted by God, as we saw in 1 Corinthians, to serve the body of Christ, using your gifts for the benefit of the whole body. Your ministry will be better off if your goal is not about you, not about getting praise from people, not caring uh, all about what other people think of you, but truly seeking the glory of God and boasting only in the glory of God. And at the end of the day, knowing that you are accountable to God. And that will help you if you are ever in a position where somebody is unfairly criticizing you. And if you want to know what that feels like, just keep serving the Lord because I'm sure it will happen sooner or later. Someone will unfairly criticize you. They will mischaracterize you. You will experience that in ministry. And if you want to know how do I respond to that with clarity, but also with humility, look no further than the example of Paul. He's clear when he needs to be, but he is meek. He is gentle. He's not just taking this personally and making this all about him or getting too upset about it because his feelings are hurt. He's really bringing it all back to the glory of God. And that's how you can defend yourself with humility. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.